0: Hello and welcome to the business line podcast. I'm Nivedita Varadarajan last week the central government banned the export of non basmati white rice with immediate effect to control prices. This was a surprising move. Nobody really expected the Indian government to ban this variety of rice's export. So why exactly did they do this? And how are the foreign markets reacting? Will it benefit our farmers to help answer some of these questions? I have with me Pushan Sharma, who is the Director Research of Crystal Market Intelligence and Analysis. Pushan, thank you so much for joining us today. What were some of the factors that led to this export ban? So, there are a multitude of
1: factors that sort of prompted the government to go ahead with this ban. Uh, Firstly, you know, we'll have to zoom back and see what happened last year. Mm -hmm. Now, last year, uh, you know, in 2022, we had lower production for wheat. At that time, The Russia-Ukraine crisis escalated. And as a result of that, the global prices for wheat moved up. Farmers and traders were better placed to sell their produce uh, for the export market rather than in India. As a result of that, what happened is that the procurement by AI for wheat declined sharply. Uh, At the same time, the government was distributing free food and had enhanced the extent of free food distribution. And because there was lesser wheat available in the government, the government started distributing rice in place of wheat. Now, what has happened because of that is that if we see the stock of rice with the FCI uh, as of 1st July 2023, we see that FCI has about 20% lower stock than last year. Mm-hmm. So one key reason is that the government's stocks itself for rice were substantially lower, right? So that is one thing that prompted the government. The second is that the monsoon this year has been quite erratic. It had a very, very slow start. And then has picked up over the last three weeks. So some of the eastern states, southern states, and some parts of western India, you know, states like Odisha, Chhattisgarh, Jharkhand, Andhra Pradesh, Karnataka, and Maharashtra, these states put together account for about one-third of the Paddy sown area. And these states witnessed extremely poor rainfall between 1st June to about first week of July. And these states recorded a sharp decline in the Paddy sown area, uh, to the extent of around 44 percent decline as compared to last year in Odisha. So one third of the sown area was also under threat. In contrast to this, there was excessive rainfall in the northern region. So some of the regions like in Punjab, where there was excessive rainfall, the crop was submerged, right? And that will lead to re-sowing of the crop in these regions. So these were reasons related to, you know, the stock of the government, rainfall and sowing situation. On the other side of the output market, if one sees the retail price of rice has seen a sharp up move. Hmm. Uh, it was trading around 36 rupees, you know, in January 2023. And that increased to about 42 rupees, kg okay, in July 2023. And this is as per the uh, Ministry of Consumer Affairs, the retail prices, right? So there was a sharp inflationary cue that the government was getting from rice. Moving to the global markets, if you look at a country like Thailand, uh, which competes with India in the export uh, business for rice, Thailand accounts for about 5% of global paddy production and that was expected to witness a 2.5% decline. So again, the demand for Indian rice would have seen an increase in the global markets, which would have further given a uh, positive price queue, right? So these are some of the reasons which possibly has prompted the government to go with this ban. Now, having said that, it's also important to note here that because of recovery in rainfall over the last three weeks, Uh, also given the excess rainfall in the northern belt and because Paddy is a flood-irrigated crop. If we see the overall stone area situation for Paddy, as on date, it's about 3% higher than last year. So there is definitely some stress in the eastern, southern and some of the western pockets. But at a pan-India level, one can see that the stone area is about 3% higher,
0: as on date. It's also quite interesting that you talk about the Russia-Ukraine war. Recently, the IMF said this ban will have the same effect as when the Black Sea Agreement was revoked. What are your thoughts on this?
1: The Russia-Ukraine crisis, you know, plays a critical role in the entire commodity supply chain, Mm. right? And India uh, had faced severe issues last year uh, on account of the escalation in tensions between Russia and Ukraine. And last year, you know, around March-April, the prices for wheat had shot up by about 15% Mm. uh, post the crisis. And that's because these two countries account for a significant chunk of wheat trade as well as maize and sunflower, right? Now, given that India is the largest exporter of rice globally, and we exported about 22.3 million metric tons of rice, India banning its non-Basmati white rice exports is definitely going to create some void in the global market. However, what India has done is that uh, some of the countries that import significant amount of rice from the government, many of the countries being in Africa, like Benin, Togo, Ivory Coast, uh, some even in the Middle East, in Saudi Arabia, Bangladesh, as well as Nepal, on a government to government basis, trade is still likely to happen. But yes, prices have increased in the global market.
0: So will that lead to inflationary pressures in those countries? And all the countries you listed are not the most developed nations in the world, and it will impact the people there.
1: So if we look at the reaction of some of the global markets when it comes to, uh, you know, India's ban, one can see that countries that have a meaningful share in global rice exports like Thailand and Vietnam, they've already increased the price of rice by about 5 to $10 per ton. Uh, so some of these countries which are importing rice from India, and even those that are not importing rice from India, because the global prices are going to move up, they will see some inflationary pressure on account of this.
0: So what about the domestic markets? So right now, the government has banned exports. So prices will stabilize in the domestic markets. Are we already seeing some movement in that direction? Because it's been like almost a week since the government banned the exports.
1: Right. So prices uh, for paddy or I should say rice uh, have moderated in the uh, the domestic market. What one can see is that the ban is for the uh, non-Basmati white rice. right? Yeah. So that category of rice is seeing some moderation. So if we look at the prices for various commodities from 14th of July till about yesterday, uh, and we look at say rice, wheat, sunflower, soybean and palm oil, uh, what we see that is each of these commodities, if you compare the price on 25th of July versus 14th of July, each of these commodities have shown a price increase anywhere between 3 to 7% mm. during this time. But rice has remained almost flat to a marginal decline of about 0.3%. So clearly the ban has given an inflationary cue across commodities, but rice has not seen that. And that's that can be attributed to a very large extent uh, to the ban.
0: So some people put an argument saying that the farmers who could have benefited by the high prices in the international market, and now they're not going to get that price. Is that unfair to the farmers?
1: So clearly so, you know, and then farmers have faced this situation time and again, we've seen exactly. that with onion farmers, in the previous years when onion prices have shot up and India has restricted uh, trade or export of onion. Uh, We've seen that uh, for wheat recently. We've seen that for rice last year. So farmers are expected to bear some brunt of this announcement, uh, especially the ones that are in the non-Basmati white rice category. Uh, They would have, you know, so last year, if you look at fiscal 23, uh, rice prices increased by about 14 to 15%. This year, the government had announced a 7% higher MSP. So given that, so there'll be two two sides to the story. One side is that because the stock with FCI is lower, the government will procure more at MSP, which is about 7% higher, right? So farmers, where uh, government procures at MSP, so the Northern Belt in Punjab, Haryana, Western UP, even in Telangana, uh, to some extent in Odisha, where procurement happens at MSP, those farmers will still get benefit of a 7% higher price. But many of the farmers who rely on the open market because the prices could have been higher had Mm. the ban not been put in place, those farmers uh, will suffer a notional loss. They could have got better prices. But the second side of the story is that the Basmati category and Mm. the Northern Belt produces a lot of Basmati rice because the entire wave of this commodity push in the global market Uh, the basmati prices are also likely to increase. And those farmers will stand to benefit.
0: There's an interesting, which many people covered, including our paper, that there was a panic buying among Indians and others in other parts of the world who relied on non-basmati rice. What's your take on it?
1: I think that's more, I would say, you know, social media creation. It's not that the supply chains have been disrupted. There will be government-to-government sale. A lot of the buyer segment from the diaspora Mm -hmm. actually buys uh, basmati rice, the export for which is not banned. So I would say that is more, in our view, more a social media frenzy than in reality and maybe a knee-jerk reaction by many of the retail buyers.
0: My last question to you is this, can we see more government interventions or can we even possibly see a rollback seeing that the monsoons have become better and sowing, as you said, has improved? The government is definitely going to have a wait and watch approach. But having
1: said that, uh, you know, we're in a pre-election year. Inflation is of prime concern uh, for the government, you know, in the near term. The government doesn't clearly, you know, doesn't want the consumers to suffer the brunt of high prices. So the government is going to have a wait and watch approach. They will monitor the prices, I assume, in the global market as well as the domestic market. We don't see any rollback being announced by the government in the near term the paddy production is likely to happen towards the end of September and October because that's the uh, chief harvest season uh, for the Kharif season. So we don't see any rollback uh, happening till then because, uh, you know, while the sowing is higher right now, uh, if there is excessive rainfall during the harvest season, uh, there could still be damages to the crop. We have already seen that happen in the past two years. Last year, there was lower production for paddy because of uh, unprecedented rainfall during October. So the, we don't see the government rolling it back. However, having said that, if the prices still continue to inch up, we might possibly see government imposing possibly some stock limits also on traders, uh, like we have seen in the past for other commodities like pulses.
0: So how will that impact the prices if they impose stock limits? So typically,
1: whenever such uh, you know stock limits are imposed, we see that the commodity prices start moderating, they start declining, because people are wary of then holding the stock, then the stock comes out in the open market right and these commodities have a shelf life so they can be stored or even say hoarded uh, to some extent so if the stock limits are imposed the commodity comes out in the open market and the prices start
0: declining what about other things you spoke about pulses and soya and oil seeds will the imp- will all of this also impact their prices
1: so these commodities are i would say not so interlinked uh, you know there are various other drivers for commodities like wheat uh, sunflower, soybean, and palm oil. Uh, if you look at wheat, definitely that has seen a run-up in prices uh, on account of the Russia-Ukraine tensions escalating. Sunflower, again, uh, you know, Ukraine used to contribute about 50% of global sunflower exports. So that, again, is a commodity that is uh, seeing you know a sharp increase in prices mm-hmm. uh, palm oil tends to move in tandem so the edible oil complex there are sunflower, soybean palm oil they tend to move in tandem because some they are all deodorized oil uh, to some extent replaceable palm oil has also seen you know some inch up in prices
0: thank you so much for joining us today Potion, for the podcast thanks a lot